Chairman Harvey Pitt was a lion of the securities bar and served as chairman of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission from 2001 to 2003. He truly loved the SEC and was larger than life. In this special podcast, four former SEC commissioners honor Chairman Pitt, his life, and distinguished career. I'm Randall Rubenking, and you are listening to Baker Hosts. In today's special episode of Bulls, Bears, and Blockchain, Baker Hostetler's series of fireside chats, Teresa Goody Guillen, partner in the firm's White Collar Investigations and Securities Enforcement and Litigation Team, and co-leader of the Blockchain Team, speaks about Chairman Harvey Pitt with Paul Atkins, Chief Executive and Founder, Potomac Global Partners, and SEC Commissioner 2002 to 2008, Dan Gallagher, Chief Legal and Corporate Affairs Officer, Robinhood, and SEC Commissioner 2011 to 2015, Troy Parides, Founder, Parides Strategies, LLC, and SEC Commissioner 2008 to 2013, and Michael Pivovar, Executive Vice President, Finance, Milken Institute, and both Acting SEC Chairman 2017 and SEC Commissioner 2013 to 2018. Let's listen in. We just want to take a few moments to honor Chairman Harvey Pitt his life and his distinguished career. So while no bio would really do justice to the man that he is, I will try and give a brief background. So Chairman Pitt was a lion of the securities bar. He truly loved the SEC and was larger than life. He was born in Brooklyn, New York. He was the son of a seamstress and a butcher. And he graduated from Stuyvesant High School at the age of 16. And then he graduated from Brooklyn College with a bachelor's degree and St. John's School of Law with a Juris Doctor. Chairman Pitt served at the SEC from 1968 until 1978, including three years as the commission's general counsel and the commission's youngest general counsel at the age of 30. Then for nearly quarter of a century, Chairman Pitt was a senior corporate partner in the international law firm Freed Frank Harris Shriver and Jacobson. He was also a founding trustee and the first president of the SEC Historical Society and participated in a wide variety of bar and continuing legal education activities to further public consideration of significant corporate and securities laws issues. Chairman Pitt served as an adjunct professor of law at Georgetown University Law Center, at George Washington University School of Law, and the University of Pennsylvania School of Law. He fulfilled his lifelong dream of serving as the SEC chairman from August 2001 to February 2003. And in that capacity, he was responsible for overseeing the SEC's response to market disruptions resulting from the terrorist attacks of 9-11, creating the SEC's real-time enforcement program, and leading the commission's adoption of dozens of rules in response to the corporate and accounting crises. He then launched his global business consulting firm, Calorama Partners, and continued notable work in corporate governance and capital markets, frequently called on as an expert witness, including for the Securities and Exchange Commission. Chairman Pitt was awarded the William O. Douglas Award in 2011, and he always made himself available to offer advice, submit SEC comment letters, give television interviews. And while his personal life is incredibly distinguished, His family was the most important to him, and he would often marvel at his wife's theory, and he loved to proudly talk about his children and grandchildren. So with that, commissioners, we'd love to hear any remarks you'd like to share about Chairman Pitt, 
and Commissioner Atkins, you were on the commission with him, so we thought we'd start with you. Well, thanks, Teresa. Well, yeah, it's I uh, you know thought Harvey was great. I really miss him. I'm sorry that he's not uh, here today, but he really you know as you said, a lion of uh, the bar and was a good leader, and especially that was uh, as you mentioned there in 9/11. You know, I was waiting um, you know, sort of to be nominated and then uh, confirmed uh, during and after that point. But you know, he really led the SEC uh, in a in a real you know hands-on way uh, 24/7 like he sort of inimical you know, that his way of doing it and sending you know emails and whatnot at all hours of the day and night and but uh, anyway but really working with uh, the securities markets and the um, exchanges and whatnot to uh, give them the time that they needed not to reopen precipitously and then uh, uh, you know give them uh, the relief that they needed to to get up and going so I thought that was just really wonderful and so it was a pleasure to have worked with him uh, and uh, he was such a thoughtful person and if you think back to uh, the way closed meetings i only hear about the way they are now but uh the way they used to be where one would actually really ask questions about the case and go into it and we would have you know discussions about formal orders to uh, you know give direction to the staff who actually you know, wanted to, in, in most cases, wanted to, you know, hear about it and then have interaction. And so those were days when you had a very thoughtful uh, commission, and uh, and I'm uh, proud to say that Harvey uh, led that. Thank you so much. Commissioner Gallagher. Oh, thanks, Teresa. Yeah, I got to know Harvey. We all knew of him. If you were a young securities lawyer like I was in the mid-90s or mid to late 90s, uh, you know, my first interaction personally with Harvey, I, I was carrying either Bill McLucas's or Harry Weiss's briefcase into a meeting where we had a, a joint client, a meeting with the staff. And I just remember Harvey, literally larger than life, Harvey rolls in with two associates and all these binders. And I mean, just a, a real production about anything he did. And then, you know, the the brilliance of what he said in the meeting, you just kind of sit back in awe um, at his intellect. And you know, so it was always in, in all of him, got to know him a little better when I worked uh, for Paul and, you know, that kind of picked up over time. But, you know, having just been at his funeral, listening to his family talk about the notes he left, it was really fascinating because I, I was thinking, yeah, I, that, that, I have a connection to that. I'm going to go home this weekend and actually look at some of my old emails that I had from Harvey. And it was so amazing. It was a little overwhelming, actually. It made me a bit emotional. But each message, you know, had some sort of heartfelt, uplifting note to you that was very personal to you. It wasn't contrived. It wasn't, you know, he thought about it and he, you know, whether it was five paragraphs or one, it was just always so special and he made you feel special. And, you know, I, it was always an honor to me just to be associated with him. And, you know, I, I still owe him probably quite literally if he, if he charged me billable hours when I got into my spat with Harvard, I probably would owe him $10 million, but, uh, you know, he he decided to intellectually take on that cause, and I think he had fun. Quite frankly, I was a you know a needy friend, and um, but so I was a friend indeed. So I I miss him already. I know you do, uh, Teresa, more than uh, more than anybody. But uh, you know, I'm just proud to have known him, and you know, we got to keep his memory alive. No, thank you so much. And I did the same thing with my emails. I've spent hours and hours going through old emails, and it was it was a, it was really you know heartwarming. Commissioner Preeties. 
one of the things I, I think I think Dan's point about you you knew of Harvey even before you knew Harvey I think is really a testament to Harvey and the impact he had on securities regulation and I I'm sure that's certainly my experience and I'm sure probably for everybody here as well and then the opportunity to get to know him one of the things is you know sometimes you expect somebody of his stature and, a, and accomplishments and kind of knowledge expertise to I don't know maybe let, let's just say be, be different than Harvey really was as a person but he was he was a really good person and supportive and generous and, and interested and you that, that was immediate I think the first time you know that I had interactions with him that you know came across and and it didn't need to right he didn't need to be that way I think that's just who he you know was as a human being and and I think that is is among the most memorable aspects of having gotten the benefit of getting to know and become friends with him beyond you know the four corners of his expertise when it comes to the SEC and the federal securities laws the the other thing i i would note and and Teresa you you made reference to this in your um remarks boy you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who had more admiration for the SEC and you know you, you could have that admiration without necessarily agreeing with every single thing the SEC does or doesn't do at any particular moment in time. It's, it's having that admiration regardless of whether or not, you know, you agree at any particular moment in time with any particular decision that's coming out of the agency. And his admiration, reverence, I would say, for the commission was unshakable. And that's a huge testament to, to him. And I think of the importance of folks like Harvey and given his years of commitment to the SEC, and I would say his commitment to the SEC was not only when he was there, whether it was on staff as general counsel or, or as the chair uh, of the SEC, but he was committed to the SEC even when he wasn't there at the commission, but he was in, you know, its orbit in terms of his private practice. So, you know, an incredibly consequential person in the history of, of the agency, and I know we all uh, miss him a ton. Thanks, Commissioner Freedes. Commissioner Pivovar. Yeah, I mean, a lot's already been said, right? I mean, Harvey just didn't love the SEC. He loved the SEC, right? And to Troy's point, you know, when sometimes the SEC would go through, you know, some criticisms and and Harvey would be the first one on television uh, defending the institution and the great people that work there, you know, regardless of whether he agreed with particular policy decisions. I mean, he was just loved the institution and loved the people there. You know, I came to the SEC as a staff economist first in the early 2000s when Harvey was chairman. And I remember the first interaction with him, he was walking around talking about PUCA. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And it turned out that there was, it was the Public Utility Holding Company Act that had granted authority to the SEC back, it was a new deal thing, it was this weird thing. And, and people used to call it PUCA, but Harvey had so much disdain for it, he called it PUCA. <laughs> And he would go around and, and he was, you know, convincing Congress to repeal that authority because it just no longer made sense and was very, very effective in doing that. You know, I came in as a staff, you know, a visiting academic and a staff economist. And I, you know, I thought Harvey was just sort of, you know, like, like any other chairman and, and valued the role of economic analysis at, at the SEC, right? The SEC is mostly lawyers um, and, you know, a small group of economists that were there. And he really valued the role that we had in the rulemaking framework and cost benefit analysis and also in the enforcement cases. Little did I learn that he was the exception, not the rule. And 
you know, after he left, the SEC lost a number of cases because subsequent chairmen did not take into account the fact that the SEC, in accordance with the, you know, the, the Administrative Procedure Act, has to do adequate cost-benefit analysis. So he was proven right on that. And then, you know, when 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 I was nominated to be a commissioner, when it first became public, Harvey was literally the first person who reached out. And and just like Dan, I went back and looked at the emails and, and none of the heartfelt, but I almost teared. I mean, I started tearing up actually the big blue font in the email <laughs> that he was then that he was just very famous for. It was almost like this bold, big, you know, larger than life font, the way that Her- that, that Harvey was, you know, larger than life too. And so um, I will always appreciate that. Of course, you know, every a lot of folks reached out, but Harvey was literally the first one, and and I will always appreciate that. Yeah, the Arial BT blue font. I'm well familiar. <laughs> so thank you so much. And so I'll just say a, a few words too, because you know I did have the good fortune of working with with Chairman Pitt, and he was he was my professional and personal mentor and, and father. And so I learned a lot from his brilliance and judgment and just institutional knowledge. It's, even though I worked at the SEC, it really wasn't until afterwards that I got such an, such an affection for it. I think a lot through all of his institutional knowledge, hearing all of the stories from the 70s and then his historical knowledge from going back to the 30s when it was the FTC before the SEC and all sorts of things. But I, I learned a lot from him, and it, like I said, it was through his eyes that I really had a, a gained an affection for the SEC, Chairman Ray Garrett Jr., Brooklyn, the movies. For those of you who who have heard Harvey say that all all good advice comes from the from the movies, but he really inspired me, and I thought I'd share something about how magnanimous and generous he is. Is is kind of the story of how I met him because I was in the office of general counsel and I cold called him and said, hi, you know, I left a message. I'm, I'm in OGC and I'm being investigated by the officer of inspector general. And I thought, I was wondering if you might help me. And I got a call back right away. I was in and off at his office and he defended me pro bono, completely exonerated me, offered me to come work with him. And then shed a light on everything that was going on in the IG's office at that time. And then we defended people pro bono and, and ever since then, he's just been a really um, instrumental and, and huge part of my life. So, and he loved to be a mentor. So I think of him as, as one of the most brilliant, funny, magnanimous, and generous persons I've ever met. And his family too. He's very generous and gracious family. So it goes without saying that he is already deeply missed by many people. Thank you, Teresa. If you have any questions for Teresa, Her contact information is in the show notes. As always, thanks for listening to Baker Hosts. Comments heard on Baker Hosts are for informational purposes and should not be construed as legal advice regarding any specific facts or circumstances. Listeners should not act upon the information provided on Baker Hosts without first consulting with a lawyer directly. The opinions expressed on Baker Hosts are those of participants appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect those of the firm. For more information about our practices and experience, please visit BakerLaw.com.